Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Way of Truth. We live in the 10th richest city in the United States, where 100% of our children and families live in concentrated poverty. First to Detroit, Dayton, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, Hartford, Connecticut, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the Frederick Douglass City and welcome to the Plantation of the North and welcome to Slave Town, USA, here in the Frederick Douglass City. Also, we have filthy rich funders and developers and agencies who are not working together to eradicate poverty and violence in the city of Rochester. We have many poverty pimps and prostitutes who are taking advantage in every way of black and brown people throughout this city, county, and state. God pronounced a horrible sentence against her. Just like he will against all of us if we don't follow the truth. You can read about this in your own New York Bible in 2 Kings 9, 9 and 10. 11 years after Ahab's death, this was fulfilled. It ain't about just dying, but there'll be people that will be left behind after we leave here. What will happen to them because of our obedience or disobedience? What will happen to your children your grandchildren or your great-great-great-grandchildren. 2 Kings 9, 30 through 32. Her own servants threw her out the window. Jehu intentionally drove over her. Bible says that the dogs ate everything but her skull, her feet, and the palm of her hands. Jezebel was faithful to the devil until the very end and received the appropriate reward. Death. Death, death. Romans 3, 23, for we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. If you are a Christian, according to Acts eleven twenty six, God also expects you, he expects us all to be faithful to him. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, you know it. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, 
for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in, in the Lord. Revelation 2 and 10, be thou faithful to the point of dying. God will give you a crown of life. And Peter says it is a crown that fadeth not away eternal in the heavens. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, young people, college students, you who are unfaithful as well as those of you who are faithful. There are some things right now, this morning, that we all can learn from Jezebel. I suggest to you there are some things to emulate. One, she had zeal. Two, she was a teacher. And three, she was faithful. Her faithfulness to Baal worship. Only if we can find even today evangelists, bishops and deacons, and their wives, their families. If we can find members in the church of Christ, husbands, wives, and all of their children, grandchildren, Wonder what Rochester and Monroe County would be like if we would emulate zeal and being teachers and being faithful and teaching faithfulness among ourselves and get out in the streets and share it in this violent, torn city and county and state. But then there are some mistakes to avoid. We got to love instead of hate. We got to love instead of manipulate. There's a lot of manipulation that's going on in the church and there's a lot of manipulation that's going on in this community this county, this state, this nation, and even the world. We need to display more selflessness instead of selfishness. We have a lot of rich people in Rochester and in Monroe County in the state of New York and many who have moved outside of this state with abundant riches that were made in this state but not shared with those who need it most because of racism, institutional, individual, and structural, and systemic. 
And if we're if, if, if we're not careful, if we stay on this road of selfishness instead of selflessness. We're driven by hate instead of love. If we say wait instead of act. And I mean decisively now it's urgent. We can't wait. Children are dying in the streets. Shot in their homes. Shot in their cars. Next, it could be me. It could be you, and it doesn't have to be on a city street. It can be in a suburban town, a rural farm. Jezebel's life was a walk with death. She was dead. while she lived. And Paul argued that there are some widows who are physically alive, but you are spiritually dead in 1 Timothy 5, verse 6 and following. With more than a half a million mental health professionals in practice in the United States. It would appear that those seeking help with depression and addictions and anxiety and a host of other mental issues. Could find the assistance. That they need in this city. Or in this county. One in four adults, approximately 61.5 million Americans experience mental illness in a given year. The vast majority of those professionals, however, can do more harm than good if your approach to your specialty ignores the spiritual point of view and moral values that Christian patients espouse. There's a famine here in Rochester of the word of God. You remember the ancient prophet Amos spoke of a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, but of hearing the words of the Lord in Amos 8, 11. How true in our land, in our city, our county, our state, our country, and of course, the world, we are an affluent, educated people. 
in all things in Rochester except the word of God. George Gallup has been conducting surveys on various religious topics for years. One revealed just how ununiform our citizenry is of the Bible. How uninformed we are in and of the Bible. Consider this. Less than 50% of adults knew that Genesis was the first book of the Bible. On average, teenagers, young people, college students can name only about three or four of the Ten Commandments. Over 75% of adults were unable to name a single prophet of the Old Testament. Only 34% among adults knew who preached the Sermon on the Mount. Only 35% knew that the Roman Empire ruled Palestine during the time of Jesus. Only three adults out of ten could name four accounts of the life of Christ. It's a little wonder, ladies and gentlemen, child of God, that crime mounts in this city and in this county across the state and this country. Confusion abounds. Values in this city are mixed up. People call good evil and evil good. In Isaiah 5 and verse 20, because you don't know any better. By the way, instead of churches being filled and full this morning, they'll be sparse. And you'll use the right answer for the wrong reason. You'll say that I'm not coming to church because of COVID. Not really. You and your family weren't coming to church before COVID. Some of you quit and dropped out of the church before COVID. Haven't repented, haven't changed. Trying to slip in and slip out in various churches across this county but you can't fit in because you went about it the wrong way and, and God is messing with you. You're agreeing with men and women instead of standing on the word of God. Children pay a price 
for uninformed parents and grandparents. In a typical day in this country, 135,000 children bring guns to school. Forty children die from gunshot wounds. Six teenagers commit suicide. 3,288 children and more run away from home. 221 are arrested for drug abuse. 437 are arrested for drinking while driving. 7,742 teenagers become sexually active in a day. 2,795 become pregnant. 1,106 have abortions. 2,556 babies are born to teenagers out of wedlock. Oh, the difference that could have been made in this community if all parents had known and taught God's word. Parents, family, children, all of us need to awaken to a renewed study and appreciation of the word of God in our minds and to practice it in our daily lives. Second Timothy 2.15 and Second Timothy 3.16 and 17. If tomorrow never comes, if I knew it would be the last time that I see you fall asleep, I would tuck you in more tightly and pray the Lord your soul to keep. If I knew it would be the last time that I see you walk out the door, I would give you a hug and a kiss and call you back for just one more. If I knew it would be the last time I'd hear your voice lifted up in praise, I would record each word and action and play them back throughout my days. If I knew it would be the last time, I would spare an extra minute or two Stop and say, I love you, instead of assuming you know I do. So just in case tomorrow never comes and today is all I get, I'd like to say how much I love you and I hope we will never forget. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone, young or old alike. And today may be the last chance you get to hold 
your loved one tight. So if you're waiting for tomorrow, why not do it today? For if tomorrow never comes, you'll surely regret the day. That you didn't take the extra time for a smile, a hug, or a kiss. And you were too busy to grant someone what turned out to be their one last wish. So hold your loved ones close today and whisper in all their ears that you love them very much and you'll always hold each of them very dear. Take time to say, I'm sorry, I repent. Please forgive me. Thank you. Please. It's okay. For if tomorrow never comes, you'll have no regrets about today. In Proverbs 27 and 1, the Bible says, do not boast about tomorrow. James 4.14 says, for what is your life? Is it even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away?